Hello and welcome back, or maybe welcome for the first time, to the Free Flow Outdoors podcast. This week we are on to our sixth episode and the second episode in our spring fly fishing series. So over the next few weeks I'll be putting out three or four episodes uh, centered around early season fly fishing in the Rocky Mountain West. So if you are new to this podcast, um, we're on to the sixth episode here. I'm just breaking this whole podcast up into different series. So I started out doing Western big game hunting. So our first four episodes kind of went over Wyoming and Western state draw systems, a little bit on archery elk hunting. And now I'm on to the next series, which is early season fly fishing out West. And not really sure where I'll go from here. I'm kind of trying to do everything as seasonally as I can. We kind of just went through application season and and now we're on to fishing season, so we'll see what's next. But um, for right now, I got a couple more episodes on the fly fishing coming out. And um, this week, I'm going to talk all about pre-runoff fly fishing. So for this episode, I'm just going to go over some tips and tactics that I've picked up over the years, um, specifically relating to that pre-runoff window of the fishing season, specifically on western freestone streams. So pre-runoff is one of my favorite times of the year to fish because the fish are generally pretty aggressive or at least getting pretty aggressive on freestone streams. Um, After a long winter, they're usually looking for a pretty big meal. And because of that, it can also be a time of year when you see some of the biggest fish of the season. So today I'm going to go over what kind of water to look for this time of year, um, what kind of flies I'm typically fishing with, some of the hatches and bugs that you might see around, and some of the fishing techniques that I use specifically for this time of year. And obviously if we're looking at the entire Rocky Mountain West from 30,000 feet, there's a huge variety of hatches, different kind of flies um, that are going to be occurring on all these different freestone streams um, throughout the Rocky Mountains. So obviously there's never a single one-size-fits-all answer to all the different freestones that are in the Rocky Mountain West from, you know, the border of Canada all the way down into New Mexico. But I'm just going to be speaking kind of generally about the northern Rockies and some of the hatches you might see there at this time of year, but more so just in reference to how the fish start behaving as the rivers start to ice off and the water starts coming up and how you can adjust your fishing tactics accordingly. So today I'm just going to go over what kind of water to look for, your fly selection, a little bit on the hatches and bugs that are might be around this time of year, and some fishing techniques that I'm using kind of specifically for this time of year. So the first thing I'm going to get into is where and when to go and knowing where and when to start looking at water and what you're going to be looking for as the season gets started. So my fishing season, at least the scouting portion of it, typically starts around mid-March here in southern Wyoming, depending on what the winter's doing. But around that time, I'm just going to start driving around looking at some of the rivers, and I'm just looking for them to be mostly free of ice and slush in the riverbed. So... Um, maybe a little bit of ice here and there on the banks is fine, but I'm, I'm looking for them to be mostly free-flowing and not a lot of slush going on in there. And once they're looking pretty clear um, is usually when I'm going to start taking a closer look and know that they're about ready to start fishing. So basically what it boils down to is I'm just looking for fishable water, somewhere I can go 
run a fly through a run and not have to worry about, you know, getting hung up in slush or, or getting into some ice. So if the river's open enough that I feel like I can fish it without too many issues, um, that's probably when I'm going to start my season. And that's usually going to be around early April here. Now, obviously, we are beyond that at the time of releasing this podcast, but I just kind of want to paint a picture of how I progress through that pre-runoff window. So it, it starts basically as soon as the I can get out there and get on the rivers and actually fish, and it's going to end, obviously, with peak runoff making the rivers unfishable. So this kind of, we'll call it a first stage that I'm referring to here, basically just refers to Um, The point at which the ice is off the rivers, but before they start increasing in flows in any significant way. So at this point, early on in the fishing season, I'm going to be focusing exclusively on deep, slow pools. And I'm going to be either slow stripping a streamer through there or running a a deep nymph rig. Because those fish are still going to be in their wittering patterns. They're still going to be holding down in deeper water not going to be spreading out in the river bottom too much, and they're not going to be super aggressive. They're going to be looking for food, obviously, but they're they're not going to be super aggressive in, say, chasing down a streamer or going out of their way to take a fly. I'm not going to be worried too much about anything that might be holding water at any other time of year. I'm going to put all my efforts into these um really deep slow pools and, and they can be pretty few and far between on certain rivers sometimes you got to walk by a lot of long riffle runs that might be productive in the summertime but um, at this time of the year those fish are still going to be pretty concentrated so I'm focusing on slowing down and, and really working those deeper pools. As we progress into the season let's say two three weeks kind of go by and you start seeing the flow rates on the river come up so this is usually a result of what is referred to as valley runoff, which is kind of that first stage of runoff where all the snow at the lower elevations is melting and giving the rivers a little bit of bump. And you can get some fairly high and dirty water at this time, depending on what kind of winter you had. But usually, um, at least the tributary streams are going to stay pretty clear. The um, main branches that those tributaries flow into might get a little bit muddy, but This isn't the significant runoff that you're going to see when everything starts melting from the higher elevations. So you're going to see a little bump in the river. Um, Water temps will probably stay pretty static due to the melting snow, but they might come up a little bit as air temperatures increase. And um, during this time, the fish might start to move a little bit. They might start to move into some different holds, but... For the most part, they're still going to be hanging in those deeper holes. They just might start getting a little bit more active and a little bit more aggressive. So if we were looking at this whole pre-runoff period as kind of a line graph, there would be a point where it starts out flat. You're going to see a little bit of a bump, and this um, valley runoff stage is kind of the top of that bump. And once all that snow melts off in the lower elevations, it's going to drop back down again, kind of hit a little valley before spiking all the way up for the peak runoff period. So for the purpose of this podcast, I kind of want to focus specifically on that that second little valley before peak runoff starts again, that, that little window in between valley runoff and peak runoff, because I think that's kind of prime time, and that's where the fishing gets a little more nuanced as well. Like I said, um, 
prior to that, before you get that valley runoff, just when you're getting ice off, it's pretty straightforward type of fishing. I mean, I'm just basically nymphing all the, the deep, really deep pools that I can find and not much more than that. So there's not a lot of technique or different strategies that go into it or really different flies for that matter. I'll talk a little bit about the flies for that time um, when I get on to fly selection, but just uh, kind of a disclaimer here, I'm going to be mostly focusing on that period between valley runoff and peak runoff for this podcast. So just for a little scenario here, let's say we are just starting to see the rivers in our area start to come up with that valley runoff for the first time of the year. This is when I'm going to start really paying attention to the daily flow rates as well as the daily weather. Um, I'm going to be looking for a string of two or three days where the weather cools off a little bit or even just two to three nights where the nighttime temperatures are a little bit lower than usual because typically that's going to be enough to bring those water levels back down. And there's not really a point during the pre-runoff window where I just stop going out fishing. And obviously there's no hard and fast rules in fly fishing in general. But typically um, the fishing is going to be better when those flows are dropping and the water is clearing versus when they are rising and the water is getting a little dirtier. Now that's not to say that I just don't go when the water levels are coming up because I've had some really great days when the rivers were on the rise. But as a general rule, the fish are going to be more apt to feed and chase a fly when the rivers are coming down and clearing rather than flows increasing and getting muddier. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm studying the weather and looking for those cooler days so I can try to predict when the flows might come down for a day or two and plan my fishing trips on those days. And I'm also going to be watching for when the valley runoff is going to really start subsiding and you're going to hit that little valley again before peak runoff starts coming down from the mountains. And this is kind of that prime time window of the pre-runoff period that I'm really looking for and really trying to anticipate. So um, that point where I see the um, flows come up from the valley runoff and start to peak, um, that's when I'm really going to start paying attention and try to anticipate when flows are going to start dropping and when they're going to kind of level out. And that's when I want to concentrate most of my fishing. And this is a time in the runoff window when things start happening, things start coming alive. Um, I'm starting to see a little bit more insect activity. For the most part, I'm around here anyway, I'm really only seeing, you know, blue wing olives and midges this time of year. Um, you might start to see a little bit of trickle of caddis, but the biggest things are happening beneath the surface of the river. With the flows coming up, they're dislodging some um, insects in the riverbed, they're displacing bait fish, so that combined with the fish just coming out of a really long winter can, can make for some pretty good fishing and some pretty aggressive behavior from the fish. And this is when I'm going to really start to branch out and do a lot more rather than just work those deeper pools. Um, as you get into that kind of that middle portion where water temps might be coming up just a little bit, but the fish still seem a little bit lackadaisical, I'll go from working those deeper pools exclusively and I might throw a cast three or four casts into uh, what looks like some pretty good holding water 
even if I'm not quite convinced they've moved into there yet, but I'm just going to start putting a few casts in there as I move along, not taking up too much time, but just to see if I get any takes or, or any chases. And if I start seeing fish in those holes, I'm going to start concentrating on, on them a little bit more. But if I go through, you know, seven, eight spots like that and just don't see a fish at all after a few fly changes, I'm going to go back to just focusing on those slower pools because that's going to tell me that the fish haven't really spread out yet. Now, once I really start seeing the flows start to come down and it looks like we're on a pretty clear downward trend towards uh, that valley before peak runoff, I'm really going to start working some different holding water other than just those deeper pools. This is a point in the season when the flows are dropping, the rivers are clearing again, the water temperature's coming up, I'm starting to see a little bit of insect activity on the surface, and uh, things are just moving around in general. So the fish are starting to spread out, they're chasing flies a little bit more, they're feeding a little bit more. So I'm going to start concentrating on, on really all types of water, avoiding basically everything except for those really fast riffled runs where you kind of only see them in the summer. But I'm going to start working undercut banks, um, the end of riffles, um, even just shallower little pockets that seem like they might not even hold the fish are usually worth a cast this time of year. And I'm also going to be mixing up my fly selection a little bit more so early on, right after ice off, where I might be only fishing nymphs, um, I'm going to start prospecting a little bit with a streamer in some of these spots and, and seeing if I can get any aggressive takes. So I hope that helps a little bit. That's just been my approach to what to look for and when to really concentrate my fishing at this time of the year. So now that you kind of have an idea of, of what you're looking for with the water, what to watch for with the weather and the flows, and what kind of water to focus on at different points during this pre-runoff window. I want to get into a little bit about fly selection. So when thinking about fly selection, the biggest consideration for this time of year is that these fish are going to be looking to stack up calories after a long winter, which typically means bigger streamers and bigger nymphs are going to be the most effective options. Increasing flows means a lot of bugs will start getting dislodged and those fish are going to be starting to key in on stoneflies, caddis larvae, a lot of worms and other terrestrials that get washed downstream. The fish will be looking for an opportunity to take bait fish <clears throat> as they start to get displaced with the increasing flows and it's usually a matter of figuring out if they're looking for streamers or nymphs. While they are going to be looking for calorie-dense snacks, water temperatures could still be a little bit low for the fish to be willing to expel a bunch of energy chasing down a streamer. So for me, I just do some experimenting. I'll fish three or four really good-looking holes thoroughly with a streamer setup, and if I'm not getting any chases or any eats, um, that's a pretty good indicator that I'm going to be switching over to a nymph rig. But more than likely, you're going to have the best success either throwing a good-sized streamer, something like a Sculptzilla Mini Dungeon Tequila, or a two-fly nymph rig with something big and heavy up top, like a rubber legs or a 20-incher, and something a little bit smaller in the back, like a worm, caddis larva, or maybe even a midge or a blue-wing olive nymph imitation, because... These are usually about the only bugs I'm seeing this time of year. Maybe a little bit of caddis will start trickling in, but those are the nymphs I'm kind of going to focus on. 
Again, I'm not typically seeing much for surface action this time of year, so dry flies generally stay in the pack for the most part, unless more insects start appearing and flows start dropping again. That's not to say there's no dry fly fishing to be had at this time of year, but it's more than likely going to be pretty sporadic. The most common hatches I'm seeing around here are going to be blue wing olives and midges, and again, with maybe a little bit of caddis starting to trickle in as we get towards peak runoff. So while I may not get any dry fly action, I definitely keep these hatches in mind when it comes to selecting my nymphs. If I'm having trouble catching fish with an attractor sort of nymph rig, something like a pink San Juan or a bright green caddis larva, I'll downsize that second nymph and go with something like an 18 to 22 hare's ear or pheasant tail to imitate blue wing nymphs, or even a zebra midge or WD-40, something like that to imitate a midge larva. And I've generally found that the fish aren't too picky when it comes to fly selection this time of year. Um, like I said, I'll mess around with the size of my flies and, and go back and forth between streamers and nymphs. But for the most part, they are pretty opportunistic. And it's less of a matter of picking the right fly and more of a matter of putting it in the, in the right place. Um, making sure you're getting to the right depth in a run making sure you're fishing where those fish are still concentrated and not hitting water that's void of fish still. Um, so while fly selection is definitely important this time of year, I wouldn't say it's the most important factor. I would say the most important factor is being very deliberate and selective with the type of water that you're fishing and making sure you're getting your fly into the same water column that the fish are in and that you're not making them go after it too much. One thing that I will point out is maybe go a little bit bigger on both your nymphs and your streamers than you're typically comfortable with. I found that fish in this pre-runoff window are not shy about taking a fly if it's put in the right place. And you'd be surprised by the size of some of the fish and the size of some of the flies that they eat. I've had little 8, 9, 10 inch browns go after a, a 4 inch articulated streamer at this time of year. I think it becomes kind of ingrained in fly fishermen that if you're not having any success, you need to go smaller on the flies and smaller on the tippet. And that's not necessarily the time of year for this. Um, obviously, mess around with your setup, go big, go small, see what's working, but don't be afraid to go a little bit bigger than you normally would at other points in the season because it's been a long winter for these fish and they're going to be hungry, they're going to be opportunistic, but if the water temperatures are pretty low, they're not going to go out of their way too far to eat a fly. So focus more on getting the fly in the right spot than, you know, worrying too much about what you're throwing. There aren't any big hatches at this time of year for you to be competing with, so it's not like if you're throwing a stone fly and a worm or something that and you're hitting the right spot you're getting in front of fish so they're not going to eat it because they're keyed in on a bwo hatch or something you could run into that but it's, it's going to be pretty unlikely at this time of year so um as long as you're throwing something that imitates the food that exists in that river generally and you're putting it where it needs to be the fish are probably going to eat um especially in this pre-runoff window and in regards to that, most every western freestone stream is going to have stoneflies, caddis, and some kind of sculpins living within it. 
So those are kind of the big three at this time of year. So if you're throwing some kind of rig that imitates one of those three or two of those three or all of them, um, and you're getting it where it needs to be and getting it in front of fish, you're going to have success. So don't worry too much. Don't get too hell-bent on matching the hatch or anything like that. Just pick up some rocks, you know, take a look at what's in that riverbed and see anything that matches it, even vaguely in your box, is probably going to work for you. So all of that to basically say it's less about the fly that you're fishing and more about how and where you're fishing it. So not to belabor that point anymore, just make sure you're generally imitating the food that's going to be available at this time of year but focus more on where you're fishing and the type of water that you're concentrating on. So now we've been over my approach for scouting and planning throughout the pre-runoff window, what kind of water I'm looking for, what kind of water to concentrate on at different points in this window, and a little bit on fly selection. So I wanna get into a little bit on how my fishing technique evolves and changes throughout this pre-runoff window. Just to reiterate here, we've kind of broken this pre-runoff window up into three stages for the purposes of this podcast. The first stage would be that just after ice off, before flows start coming up, just kind of static flow rates, um, colder water. And the second stage would be as the valley runoff starts, flow rates are going to start coming up. Water temperature might increase a little bit, but will probably stay pretty consistent. And then the third stage would be as valley runoff starts to subside um, and flows start dropping and leveling off before that peak runoff starts. So I've talked pretty much ad nauseum about that first stage and how I focus exclusively on those slower, deeper pools and that I'm going to be fishing mostly nymph rigs at that time. And that pretty much goes into that second stage so in discussing my fishing techniques, I want to focus on that third stage when the water levels start coming down and that little window of lower water before peak runoff and how my fishing tactics really start to evolve at that point. So once I hit this point in the pre-runoff window, I'm basically going to start fishing like it's summertime in that I'm going to start hitting every likely looking holding spot. Well, whether it's an undercut bank, a riffle run, a deeper pool, um, I'm going to be prospecting through everything because I know those fish are starting to spread out looking for food and they're going to be a little bit more active and a little bit more willing to chase. So knowing that, uh, streamer is going to be my go-to most of the time and I'll usually fish with that, you know, through a, a good-looking section, five, six, seven good-looking holding spots and if I'm not doing anything at all switch over to that nymph rig but usually at this point in the runoff window um, you're going to start to see fish chasing streamers pretty good so that's usually what I'm going with by this third stage of pre-runoff. So as we move through this pre-runoff window my fishing technique is going to change from one of thoroughly working deeper and slower holes with a deep nymph rig or a really slow strip streamer to more summer style fishing where I'm covering more water, doing a lot more prospecting, maybe not spending as much time on each hole and trying to elicit an aggressive take, usually with a streamer. 
and the reason for that change is simply because of the fish transitioning from winter holding water to more spring and summer holding water. So they're going to be spreading out to more different locations in the riverbed looking for food and not having to compete as much in one hole. Um, they're going to be more active in their feeding. They're going to be a little more willing to move around and, and chase streamers down. So knowing that, knowing how their behavior changes and knowing that they are moving from larger, deeper pools and spreading out more evenly through the river, um, I think that's what makes this prospecting with streamers the most effective way to approach this point of the runoff window. I'm usually fishing a fairly heavy streamer, or if I'm fishing a lighter streamer like a Platte River Spider, I'll throw some split shot in front of it so I can get it down a little bit, but um, they're usually going to be spreading out and sitting in a little bit shallower water than they were at the beginning of the runoff window. So I'm going to be hitting banks, um, small pocket water, and the end of riffle runs. So you don't usually need to get too deep. Um, depending on the river, if I'm fishing a little bit bigger of a main branch and I feel like I need to get that fly down a little bit more, maybe the, the water's a little high, I might throw a sink tip on. But for the most part, I'm just fishing a floating line with a heavy streamer, and that usually seems to do the trick at this time of year. I'm also going to be changing and varying my retrieving techniques at this point, whereas in the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the pre-runoff window when they're in those deeper holes, I'm just going to be trying to get that streamer down deep and stripping it back real slow and steady, knowing that those fish aren't going to, they're not going to chase it down too far and they're not going to go too far out of their way. So my goal there is to get it right in front of them and just have a nice slow retrieve that they, where they can feel like they can grab it. Once the water starts warming up and these fish start spreading out, I know that they're going to be a little more aggressive and feeding a little bit more heavily. So I know that I can match that in my fishing technique and be a little bit more aggressive myself. So that means rather than making a cast, letting my streamer sink down towards the bottom of a pool and then stripping it back real slow and easy, rather than doing that, I'm going to be trying to slap it down pretty aggressively into a pool or against a bank to where I'm going to get the fish's attention. And then I'm, I'm just going to vary up my retrieval techniques and see what they're responding to. I'll usually start a little bit on the slow side especially since we are in that pre-runoff window. Water can still be cold. And um, I'll just mess around a little bit. I'll speed it up here and there. I'll maybe make shorter, more jerky retrieves. And then I'll try longer and slower retrieves. And just um, making note of what kind of retrieves are getting attention, getting chases or eats, and trying to do more of that. This is the point in the pre-runoff period where I'm perfectly willing to make a few casts at a log or an undercut bank or into some shallower water and just cover a lot more water, be more aggressive with that streamer, and really prospect because once they start spreading out, that's, in my opinion, the best way to, to do it if you're trying to find big fish because those fish are still going to be in those deeper pools, obviously, as they always are, but more fish are going to start spreading out um, in an effort to compete less for the food that's in the river. So your best bet to find a truly large fish at this time of year is going to be to just cover a lot of water, 
hit all those holds and just do a lot of prospecting. And for me, that's been my most effective technique for finding what usually end up being some of my biggest fish of the year. So those are just some of the techniques I developed for pre-runoff fly fishing over the years. And obviously it's not a hard and fast rule by any means. Um, that's just the way I like to fish it and how I progress through that pre-runoff window and how my fishing technique and fly selection changes and evolves during that time. And basically what it boils down to is early on I'm fishing primarily nymph rigs and focusing almost exclusively on slower and deeper holes, passing up other likely holding water. And as we get through the valley runoff and prior to the peak runoff window, as water temperatures start to come up a little bit, I'm going to start focusing on fishing with a streamer and covering a lot more water at a variety of depths and hold types. And that's about all there is to it, really. It's not super technical fishing at this time of year. I've just found that the more I think about it and I scout the different rivers and I'm just a little bit more deliberate in looking at flows and weather and making a good plan, that I've gradually had more success in the pre-runoff window. So, again, not a super technical time of year to be fishing, but... If you're not thinking about it beyond, I'm just going to the river and I'm going to throw my fly in all the best looking holes. Um, if you think a little bit more about what the fish are doing, how they're behaving, what kind of food is in the river that time of year, um, you're definitely going to up your catch numbers. So none of this is super technical stuff. Um, not exactly groundbreaking information I'm giving out here, but... I just hope that this podcast will help you maybe just think a little bit more about your approach to fishing at different times of the year and um, just give you a little bit more to think about and maybe just a little bit more in the way of options for how you approach going about your fishing throughout the season. So I think that should about do it for this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um, in a couple weeks when I release the next episode, I will be talking about small stream fly fishing, which should be pretty topical once we start getting out of the big runoff window. Um, I'm just going to go over a little bit of um, information and techniques on hitting the high country and focusing on some really pretty small streams um, during the summertime. So be on the lookout for that here in two weeks, and that episode may or may not wrap up our fly fishing series. I'll, I'll see if I want to throw in one more episode here. Um, we'll see what presents itself. But other than that, I will be getting into a new topic, a new three or four episode series as we go into the summer. Haven't decided what it will be yet, but if you have any suggestions on anything you want to hear, you can email me info at freeflow-outdoors.com and any suggestions for the podcast comments questions anything like that feel free to send it there and if you're liking the podcast please feel free to rate us on whatever platform you're listening on and that'll just help to spread the good news a little bit get the podcast out into the world a little bit more so that'll do it for this episode. I will talk to you again in a couple weeks for small stream fly fishing. And until then, and as always, thanks for listening.